Hello, I'm Kami Yeshirabge, and this is the Buddhism Guide podcast. You can find more podcasts, blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices on the Buddhism Guide app. Download it for free from the Apple Store and Google Play. If you enjoy the Buddhism Guide podcast and would like to support future episodes, you can do so for as little as $2 a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide for more information. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-m dot com forward slash Buddhism Guide. This episode is called Can We Forgive the Unforgivable? When you've lost a loved one through a terrorist act, a drunken driver, or any other form of violence, how do you forgive the unforgivable? Does forgiveness mean we just accept what has happened and we surrender to defeat? No, I don't believe it does. Forgiveness is not about helplessly accepting, giving up, surrendering to defeat, becoming weak or avoiding justice. It's about how you respond to the terrible wrong and how you can let go of the past and move forward with your life. You practice forgiveness for your own sake, so you're not locked in bitterness, sadness and resentment. These just harden your emotions, they narrow your options in responding to life, cloud your judgment and shift your attention from those whom matter to you to those who you dislike. Why would you choose to live your life like this? You're just playing into the hands of the people who have harmed you. You spend all your waking hours consumed by hatred This will eventually destroy you, both mentally and physically. It is extremely difficult to achieve forgiveness because our mind has been clouded by heartbreak and pain. Our natural response is to try and stop the pain. But we get consumed by destructive emotions such as anger, revenge and hatred, which piles even more pain on. This stops us from healing and prevents us from moving forward. We fall into the eye-for-an-eye mindset. Buddha stated, Hatred does not cease by hatred, but only by love. This is the eternal rule. And Gandhiji said, An eye-for-an-eye only ends up making the whole world blind. We've all seen in the news or maybe you've been unfortunate enough to have first-hand experience of acts of terrorism, murder, rape, war and genocide. Acts that are just so barbaric, it is difficult to think about forgiveness. Often these experiences not only shape our thinking, but also our way of acting towards certain groups of people. We find it hard to let the mental images go, and we are eaten up by hatred for the perpetrators. However, if we continue with such ways of thinking, we will never be free of the traumatic experience. So, 
If you want to be free, you must forgive. The alternative to forgiveness is walking around with rage in your heart because life has not been fair and just. But life isn't always going to be fair and just and that is something we need to face up to. All experiences, good and bad, arise out of causes and conditions that are interdependent. Just as good things happen in life, so bad things happen too. Life is impersonal and therefore not to be identified with in such a way that you are imprisoned by the actions of others, no matter how awful they may seem. When a life has been lost or great physical or mental damage done, there is no going back, there is only going forward. When you suffer a great loss, you're entitled to feelings of sadness and to ask for justice. But there is no entitlement for revenge and no right to hate. You may seek revenge and be filled with hate, but these are mind states that lack compassion and wisdom. Forgiveness is a way to loosen the grip of these destructive mind states. Forgiveness is inclusive. It includes forgiving yourself for being driven by revenge, forgiving those who cannot let go of their anger, and it even means forgiving those who committed misguided acts of violence against you and others. To replace hatred and loss with love and compassion is the most difficult practice imaginable, but it's not impossible. It takes courage and a willingness to see that both good and bad are different sides of the same coin, a coin called life. It is possible to cultivate forgiveness through meditation. So find somewhere quiet to sit, close your eyes and bring your focus on your breath entering and leaving your body. Do this for a minute or two, then try this three-part forgiveness practice. First, you ask forgiveness of all those you may have harmed through your actions of body, speech and mind. Second, you may then offer forgiveness for any harm others have caused you through their actions of body, speech and mind. And finally, you offer forgiveness to yourself for any harm you have done to yourself. Mentally recite these phrases as many times as you can. I ask forgiveness of all those I may have harmed through my actions of body, speech and mind. I offer forgiveness for any harm others have caused me through their actions of body, speech and mind. I offer forgiveness to myself for any harm I may have done to myself. Keep reciting these phrases. This practice will help you clarify and purify the intention to be a forgiving person, no matter how difficult the circumstances. Remember, when you are carrying revenge and resentment around in your heart, you're hurting yourself. If someone has hurt you, why would you hurt yourself even more? That makes no sense. Revenge is only going to inflict more pain and suffering on yourself. 
holding on to feelings of revenge is like eating rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. You can find more about this and similar subjects in my books The Best Way to Catch a Snake, Life's Meandering Path and Ripples in a Stream. They're all available now on Amazon and Kindle. Could I ask you to please rate and review the Buddhism Guide podcast as this will make it easier for others to find us. So, until the next time, Thank you so much for listening and bye.